And I'm just going to say, unveil Bethany's birthday present, which I figured, what better place than here? Bethany dramatically opened this. Okay. And this is unplanned. You're going off script. We're two minutes in, and you're going off script. Exactly. All right. Let's, oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Uh, all right. On the count of, here we go. In three, two, one. <laughs> that, you didn't hit the sounds. Hold it high, hold it high. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. So glad to have everybody here, and um, I, I did this thing uh, where, uh, guess what, that's the show start, we just started. I did this thing where I had all of these like awesome notes that I prepared, and uh, I was like, oh, we gotta do a great show, we gotta get a good crowd, we gotta do it well, and so I was like, I can't remember anything of that, so I scratched it down on this piece of paper, because I wanted to start a little differently than we usually do, because we've got a great panel on some really good topics, but... Right here at the opening of the show, I actually wanted to tell you guys a little story. Story time with Riley. Uh, and that story has to do with the mouse. The mouse, the great, glorious, and all-powerful mouse when Disney bought Lucasfilm. Uh, I was a skeptic. I was. I was. I admit it. It's me. It's me, skeptical Riley. I, I wasn't sure that it was a good idea. I never really got the Disney thing. No, like somewhere in the front row, and I mean very specifically to my left here, is one Teresa Delgado. She's like, no. But it was true. I was a skeptic. I didn't understand like the magic. Like how's it? It's a theme park. Like whatever. It's it's some great movies. What I liked them, but what is what's the deal? Star Wars is my thing. Which uh, and I imagine that some of you guys uh, feel the same way. But this culminated in a very reluctant trip to Disney's Star Wars weekends. And there's a reason I wanted to open the show this way. Because we sit here uh, now two movies in to the whole Disney process. And I found myself on this road trip, like, what am I doing? I'm driving all the way, so I can think of fine, whatever. And so I show up, and I'm like, there's the park. Okay, well, this is Disney's Hollywood studio. That's pretty cool. Ooh, they're playing Star Wars music. But yeah, it's just whatever, it's Star Wars music. We're fine. We're fine. We're all fine here. How are you? At which point the crowd laughed uproariously. <laughs> and no, but I was there, and then I was like, I saw that, and it's like, oh, Star Wars stuff. So Star Wars got me to Disney World. But I was still skeptical. I'm like, listen, like in the, man, the great Jim Gaffigan, I thought, said it best. Man, the best ride at Disney in the middle of Florida in July has to be the air-conditioned bus back to the hotel room. <laughs> but, but it wasn't, right? I, like, I, it was this, it, there were small details and it was a great environment, but I discovered at the end of the first Star Wars weekends that I went to was, yes, Disney has remarkable detail. They really care about the stories they tell, and they are a great caretaker of a franchise. We're going to be talking about like the future of the franchise on the whole show. 
But more importantly, at the end of that weekend, uh, my, cynicism, my cynicism had evaporated, not because of like the details of the park or the cool environment or anything like that. Uh, it was because of people who are sitting in this very front row. It's friends by me. So I went like, the, the primary, the, the primary fault, I'm, I'm blaming Teresa. Teresa, stand up and take the audience's blame. Thus, skepticism and cynicism, even from a Star Wars fan who loves that mythology, gave way to magic bands and meeting Chewbacca. It was the best thing ever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Star Wars Report podcast at Celebration Orlando! I'm going to call attention to it right now. Let's just like, we're like, now we can't sit behind a table. That'd be awful. We'd have to be like, the, which results in like, this is the most epic microphone. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but guys, thanks. <laughs> um, seriously, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Star Wars Celebration. Can I just ask, what did you, how did you introduce me? The podcasting what? <laughs> the, I mean, the, what did I say? I don't, I don't remember. I couldn't hear you. Oh, 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 well, oh, I mean, oh, I yeah. turned to me and goes, did you just call me the podcasting wannabe? <laughs> <laughs> no, never, never. The look is, but I, you know, and then the next line was, I'm going to go up there and punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, Jim, like, so my next line was, do it. <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible. Although, I do, let's start with the first question. That's a question that I want the audience to ask Steele. Has he seen the... Tryla! <laughs> you don't say that's, it like that. That's, that's one guy. <laughs> it was a boy with bonds of Tryla, you did God. Is that how I talk? I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, how about that Last Jedi trailer? Seal, give us your thoughts, Rito. What are you thinking? I, I love it, but I, I haven't... There's so much going on. Yeah. Like, I've had, like, 18 of the best days ever in the past three days. So I'm having, like, I need to decompress. And, and, like, I don't really have, like, I don't have Bresnikan-level insight right now, but soon I'm... Oh, we'll get to that. I'm not not the podcasting wannabe. I'm the Bresnikan wannabe. (laughs) Well, actually, you know, this is a good way, Anthony, this is a good way to start it, because let's be honest. We're in the celebration bubble. Right? This is like, I feel like Star Wars Celebration is like what 1982 must have been like. Not that I would know. Um, but no, seriously, I, I, I thought, here we see the trailer and we see all of these amazing news announcements and then we just talk, well, what does it mean? What does it mean? But no one has time to like actually read proper journalism and like find out all these amazing details that everyone saw on Twitter. So it's like 48 hours later, I'm like, oh, that's the name of the planet. 
<laughs> Everyone on Twitter's known it for two days. But hey, let's talk through your experience so far at Celebration, specifically with that trailer. I feel like that's like the highlight for people. The trailer's out? Oh, wait. there's a trailer. <laughs> it's the, the Last Jedi trailer's out? I guess. I have to go. Um, no, uh, my experience is uh, I mean, similar to everyone's. You, you sit there waiting for this thing to, to drop, and then uh, it goes by, like the first few images are kind of a rush, yeah. and, then, and then it's over, and then you're like, I need to watch that a few more times and digest it and hear it. And, uh, and, and then, of course, they show it again. And, uh, and somebody like me, my job is to right away, like, I have to, you know, file my story for entertainmentweeklyew.com. Yeah. And, then, and then we do these things called deep dives for the trailers that people are really into, where we go, like, frame by frame. Like, okay, what, what's being revealed? What's, what's, uh, what's being teased? What mysteries are being created? And, and so, like, everybody on earth is watching that trailer and I'm in this giant room and like the, the ushers are coming by and they're like, sir, you have to leave. And I'm like, no, no I have to analyze this thing. <laughs> I have to do some forensics on this. So that was my experience. And then Steele and I were there doing some uh, interviews, one-on-ones right after the fact. And so like, I don't know how you felt, but just I just sort of felt like, okay, well, like what, what, what was that stuff? Like you start to turn into like Chris Farley. <laughs> Remember when those ships flew down and all that red stuff? That was awesome. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, no, Bruce, uh, let's talk. Let's all right. So yes, let's big, talk. big, big. Uh, it, it was a, it was a trailer. It was a trailer. Oh, how do you say it? You have to have the AH. Okay. Not that. Uh, I'm like, not going to even bother because you do it wrong anyway. Love. It's like, <laughs> that's a fair point. But no, uh, we saw a lot of really significant moments. Um, actually, let's hear some pop ups in the audience. Like, what were the? What was your big? OMG moment from the trailer. Let's hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the last. Oh, the last. The, last, the, the Jedi end, has the end of something. The Jedi. Hmm. That, I feel like. Is that what you mean? The Jedi has yes, to end. Yes. Yes. That yeah, what is that about? The first time Mark Hamill actually speaks. It's like really bad news too, right? Breathe. Like, Just breathe. That's what I need. It was here after the trailer, that, that, not at the beginning. That bit was like that episode of The Simpsons where at the end. Maggie Simpson takes her thing out and goes, Daddy. Luke Skywalker was the Maggie Simpson of episode seven. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor, right? She's in the voice of Maggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny, everybody's waiting to hear from Luke Skywalker and you wanted to say something awesome, and instead he says, Your beloved dog is dead. <laughs> basically, <laughs> like basically. Your is over. Yeah, I mean, and that's, uh, Bethany, that's actually a good point because the, some of the discussion I've been hearing is like, what does it mean for Star Wars to transcend the Jedi Order? Because like that's basically the most iconic uh, part of the whole saga. Well, yeah, I was actually I was talking to one of our writers earlier, and it, it really comes to not just the Jedi ending, but what balance of the Force actually means in this new yeah. world, because they, they really focus on that. And, and we see that, dare I say, Journal of the Wills, something that was very mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. when we're discussing balance. And so we're all left wondering, why did the Jedi have to end? Do they really have to end? What is this balance thing? What does it say in the Journal of Wills? I, I, like, Dear Diary, <laughs> I think I've got a crush on the Force. Like, <laughs> I would think, I mean, well, I guess we'll find Jedi out. Jedi have to end because I want the Force to focus on me. Yeah. So, I think I have some insight in here. I was going to say, if, the, if only there was somebody who had just done like a series of interviews and like had really got over this stuff. So we're here, we're here celebrating the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. 40, 40 years is a long time. Yes. I'm 40, and look at me. So, <laughs> that's a long time. 
For, I could look at you all day. <laughs> so, and it's always been about the Jedi, even the prequels were about the Jedi, the Jedi, the balance within the Force, and I think maybe Lucasfilm is realizing that if they're going to have 40 more years, that they can't be covering the same territory yeah. of the Jedi, the Jedi, the Jedi. I don't think right. the Jedi will ever go away, but if you're watching, does everybody here watch Star Wars Rebels? Yeah. So if you know from the last season, and I think what we're going to get here from this final season, and this, this is a little sort of tip that comes from Dave Filoni, uh, a conversation I had with him yesterday, is that the, he said too, too, too often we conflate the Force and the Jedi. We think of them as like the same thing, and that they're not. That the Force exists whether they're a Jedi or not. Because we're all, everybody's like, well, what happens to Ahsoka if she's a Jedi? Supposedly there are no other Jedi, and is Kanan a Jedi? If there are no other Jedi except for Luke, and he, his whole thing with this show is, is that you can be force sensitive, and we saw this with Ch uh, with uh, Chirrut in yes. one, yes. right? Yeah. Is that he's clearly tied into something with the force, but he he's not a Jedi. So the Jedi can end, but the force can go on, and I think they're gonna we're gonna see that there are other belief systems that connect with the force going forward, and it will start singing. Sorry. <laughs> well, and we've been what, slowly... What, what was that? I mean, that's the force. <laughs> <laughs> we've been being indoctrinated into this, Anthony. I'm just looking at Oh, it's... Put it on the... On the... On the... On the... On the... On the... I'm a big Star Wars yeah, yeah. fan. I never knew the force was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so, by what you're saying, Anthony, with that the force continues, but maybe no Jedi, is that like saying... Well, maybe McDonald's can close down, but we'll still have hamburgers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Faiths can go awry. I mean, that's a good topic for conversation on Easter Sunday. Uh, <laughs> I thought about were hamburgers, too. I don't know. I'm not hungry. Well, it, it just like the, the, uh, 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 the followers could go away, but the, the yeah. spirit can still exist. And I think, well, imagine, and this is not based on any insight or Scoop, scoop, scoop. Just guesswork. Imagine if Ray doesn't become a new Jedi. What if Ray is the start of a whole new movement? Yes. I'm very excited because that's what I wanted all along that last line. It's exactly what I want to hear because the Force, as we said, I mean, maybe the Jedi had it all wrong. So now we have to evolve into something else. Yeah. Well, we've seen examples of this in recent Star Wars. We have the Bendu from Rebels. We have yep. Maz. There's a lot of Force knowledge. Um, pointed out. So I maybe Lucasfilm has been prepping us for this. Like, I think they are Ahsoka. Yes. Yes. Well, and. Yes, I, I feel like we need the lightsabers now. <laughs> I just feel like imagine as, as awesome as the Jedi are, we've had now. Uh, we'll have eight movies about them. Maybe it's time to tell different kinds of stories. But if they move away from the Jedi, would, would you assume that lightsabers still continue? Yeah. They have to. I mean, yeah. We're like this close to having real lightsabers yeah. in our world. And they make yeah. great them now. I don't want to come off old and jaded, but I want me some sabers. Yes. Yeah. Well, and they make great posters, as we saw from, yeah. from that. I love that poster. Which that's great cinematography, too, because they light up mm -hmm. your face and color, you know, light. Yes, I know. It's, it's interesting because, like, with the 40th anniversary panel, it was sort of almost, I don't know, Steele, did you feel this way? I feel like, to me, 
I felt many ways. Oh, I did. I felt a lot of things, and especially I felt a lot of John Williams things at the end of that. That was amazing. But it it did it, it sort of felt like it was not just closing the chapter on a, a great part of the original trilogy cast with an amazing tribute to Carrie Fisher, but also like it was it was a turning point for the saga beyond Rogue One. I don't know. Most specifically, like we're now past the Force Awakens, which is almost a celebration of what Star Wars was in the original trilogy, and it seemed like we're turning a corner now. Yeah, I, I didn't take that from it. I was just like, my, my takeaway from it is, John Williams! That's my analysis of the whole thing. That was just the craziest, like when that curtain moved away. Was that the Thursday block pod for, for Steel Wars? It's just you going, John Williams! And then the oh, no, it, it is. So I record these like, audio diaries every day and then you can sort of like follow me around and I listen to that bit and it's just me screaming like I think I picked up Amanda Ward and just held her up and just screamed at her it's John Williams it was, it was like the greatest surprise and then when I was at the last Jedi panel I was just staring at that curtain just going what's behind you now <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. No, I, yeah. No, it's, it's, I love the fact that the trailer um, for The Last Jedi specifically, to me, was like structurally very similar to The Force Awakens. It was like a bunch of snippets, of brief glimpse of the different characters. But the ending, uh, where it was just like, it was almost Kylo Ren's theme at the end. Uh, it was basically, Bwah! and I was waiting for him to show up or something. But it felt, it felt not to be too stereotypical, dark, like, foreboding. Like, like, Teresa really likes that idea. <laughs> Anthony, I, I was wondering, you were talking to Ryan the other day. Yeah. Did he mention anything about the feel of The Last Jedi? Like the feel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as in, like, its theme, like any thematics to it? Yeah, I think the, the theme is uh, that he and Kathy talked about was handing off power to another generation. And I think, I mean, darkness isn't really a theme very vague type of tone and I think thematically anytime you let go of something there's a sadness to that even if it's your especially it's, it's your time to go you hand off uh, something that you know a lot about and that you've lived your life dedicated to and new people are going to carry it on and it's impossible not to feel a little resentment toward those people and it's just like, I mean, even just in terms of like, think of graduating from high school and you're a senior. Like, the seniors hate the freshmen because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're going to replace them. And, and, and yet that's the natural order of things. So I think there's going to be a push and pull between generations in this yeah. new film. Han Solo is gone. Luke is back. Uh, and Leia is sadly at the end of her story as well as we. I guess that sort of yeah. forced upon the franchise by Carrie Fisher's passing, but um, the new generation of, of kids uh, <laughs> taking over the Star Wars movies are not just are not just there now as sidekicks or as co-stars. They are going to be the future, and I think there's a natural sadness that comes with that, as well as a natural joy. So I think yeah. I think this new film it'll have some edge to it. I think it'll also be very bittersweet. I'm a little nervous, man. Like, especially when, when Daisy Ridley uh, walked up on stage and was like, yeah, when you meet your heroes, they're not exactly what, uh, what you expected. And I'm like, no, I want to 
Luke Skywalker to be exactly the way I want how would you want him to be? But that's oh, see, and that's you want him to be putting me on the spot now. Noble and inspired. I mean, yes, I want him to be. I want him to be Gandalf. But I don't think we're going to get Gandalf Luke. Well, in which case the Bindu could come back, and it would fit very well. I think Luke has learned that confidence is a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, I. I just hope he comes around. Like I, I think in Rogue One, it was I think for some Star Wars fans, myself included, it was a bit disappointing to see the rebellion, like wishy washy, like argue over it, and that like that was sort of uh, like you're disappointed. And I guess it adds like a layer of realism. Sure. But I'm like a giant sized six year old kid. Yeah. I just want my heroes to come through for me. You know? Well, I mean, but let's not forget the main hero of the whole movie, Admiral Radis. That guy, oh. yeah, oh. that guy didn't hesitate. He's like, we're going there. I thought you were going to say Mendo. Uh, well, I mean, but, but, like, he's, uh, he's the villain of the movie, but the best villain ever. Woo! I just remember that Kathy literally interrupted the panel right there to say, I want to say something, which is that Luke is in this movie and he's very important to the movie. She was, so she, did, like, yeah, really she was worried that Mark was underplaying his involvement. She and that people were going to think like, that Luke was like just a little piece of this. This is a, this like, it was hilarious. Like, I had to jump in to say, I mean, Luke is a big part yeah. of this movie. Don't worry, people. I feel like, yeah. as Mark had, Mark had, pre film uh, hype for the, both these films is like Goldilocks. Yeah. Like, last time he said he was in it too much, and then this time he's like, not that that much. Kathy's just got it just right. <laughs> yes. I, well, I know what I loved about that was that, like, Mark's being Mark, and he's just doing his things like, yeah, guys, I'm just, you know, I'm Mark Hamill, and I'm just low-key and everything. I'm really, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And it's like, Kathy's like, no, you, it's kind of a big deal. This is, this is a very, like, this is the wrong format to be humble. Do not be humble, Mark Hamill. Well, heck, the movie's even named after him, because he is the last Jedi, as we saw in the crawl of The Force Awakens. Yeah. Well, true, that's true. Because what does that mean now? Because now we have a better idea of the last Jedi when he says the Jedi as an order must end. It is now we know it's more plural. But still, when it says the last of the Jedi, it's talking about it in the crawl of Force Awakens. But we do, like he is actually training Rey in the trailer. So we yeah. see her like with a lightsaber and everything too. So it's not like again, we will never have any force wheelers whatsoever and we will never have a lightsaber. But you don't yeah. have to be a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like a soap. Yeah, exactly. Like a soap. Which I believe is the. Uh, and I, I was just seeing the new piece that you put on EW, Anthony, about Ahsoka being the star of episode 9. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I haven't heard <laughs> that. Like, no. I missed that one too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> Bethany's like, no, do not tweet that. Do not tweet that. Um, no, I'm excited. It's, it's, to me, it's the big takeaway, but it's different. This celebration is different. Like, that was a big moment, but I actually do want to take a couple minutes while we're all up here to, like, talk about some of our highlights so far that maybe not have been the, the, the trailer itself. Uh, it, I, you know what? I'll, I'll start off. I'll, I'll kick us off because I'm just going to be selfish and say, who has seen that tweet, that Twitter video that I think this UK Star Wars account posted of the reenactment of the ending of Road 1? Holy cow! That was, alright, so if you guys who haven't seen it, just walk out of the show. This isn't even worth it. Just watch it right now. Uh, no, like, seriously, they get a bunch of rebel trooper, troopers, a Vader, and they're down in the hallway between the doors at A, B, and, like, there's this perfect shot of their perfect reenactment, and, like, they have a data chip that they pull out of an ATM, and then they pull it out, and they're sprinting across as Vader's chasing them, and they get to the automatic doors, which won't open. <laughs> it's just like, 
It's like, here it is! It was great. Uh, that was that. I didn't. Was, I'm so sad. I mean, you're gonna make us do it sometime. I mean, yes. I mean, but not exactly. Bruce, you got you got anything that's really jumped out to you? I, I have to say, oh. you are such a modern Star Wars fan. That your favorite thing about Celebration was reading a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this tweet. It's a tweet. If you hashtag it. It's so true. It's so true. Now, my, my favorite moment was the uh, Last Jedi panel. Mm-hmm. And Daisy Ridley was on stage. I mean, I love the whole panel. I mean, you the, can just stop right there. That well, was yeah. But the girl highlight for me was the fact that uh, they put a picture of my daughter up on screen. Yes! Yeah. Yes! About, uh, uh, the character of Ray being ins- uh, inspiration to young girls. And when we went to London to celebration, my daughter dressed up as Ray. And they took a picture of her at Lucasfilm. I kept waiting to see this picture appear. And she was so devastated she couldn't come to this one. So I was able to send the picture to my daughter so she could see that Daisy saw her dressed as right. Yeah, that's awesome. on her phone and her teacher was like, are you okay? And she's like, yes, it's happening, it's happening. Our entire row of friends sitting together were like, Bruce, Bruce, is the picture, quick, see. Uh, but my favorite moment, and this is going to be cliche, I'm sorry, but we were in the 40th anniversary panel and I held it together, which was hard throughout that entire panel. Until John Williams came out, and I just all the way down my face. Like, you were there. You were like, don't cry, Bethany. Don't cry. I was like, no, I can't help it. So, yeah. 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 No, Steel? Like, I've had the best time, and, and all those, like, the panels were, like, anyone that could walk out of that 40th anniversary panel and have a slight bit of disappointment is going to have... A hard life. <laughs> it was amazing, and the last Jedi panel was great, and I've, I got to do like some really cool things with the podcast. But my favorite thing is just like like seeing like all the people, like you guys and, and Anthony, and, and and all like the podcasters and the people that listen. Like that's the like I can watch like all that at home, but like I, I yeah. like all that. I, I find that like like really special. So that's that's my um, just the the vibe and. Like, like, Star Wars is, like, and this is sort of a weird thing, but, like, so like Star Wars is awesome, but it's, like, the fans that make it, like, like proper great. Yeah. 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 So nice. I mean, the panels were great. The, the Last Jedi panel I thought was outstanding. I thought Josh Gad did a terrific job moderating. Too. That was so good. It was funny. It's great. And he asked good questions. Off, right? <laughs> off, yeah. I saw the march of the Wilbro Hoods. The guy from Empire Strikes Back who runs with the ice cream machine. I thought that was pretty fun. But my favorites, again, you, you, know, you mentioned the fans and talk about handing it off to a new generation. I have two little kids that I brought with me. And so seeing their reactions to the thing, the, the different uh, people in costume, even when my son pressed up against the wall because Darth Vader is walking by. <laughs> That's really fun. In fact, my son is into these read-along books. He got into read-along books. He's four years old. So, since I'm raising him to think that this is actually 1984, um, I I went to eBay and I ordered a bunch of read-along books that I had as a kid from the 80s. And uh, they had these Star Wars books like Droid World. Do you guys remember Droid World? The older people in the audience. (laughs) I see like a handful of those. He doesn't even bother looking at the 
looking at us. Joy World like, and Planet of the Hoojibs, <laughs> where they go to this world to like set up a new rebel base and these little bunny creatures that um, have been chased from their power source, this crystal that they feed on, and so they're eating C-3PO's circuits. I remember that. <laughs> so I bought these books, and like my wife plays the, the all the audio is on YouTube, so she'll play those in the car for him while he reads along. And we saw a bunch of people dressed as Hoojibs. Nice. What? Yeah. Oh, so we ran and got a picture with them. It was like an East Coast. Skywalking to Neverland? Oh, I, did, I saw it from a. There's one of the Hoojib. Oh, hey! We have, we have the remnants of one. Wait, that came out wrong. That was. <laughs> so uh, he skinned a Hoojib and he has. <laughs> so that was fun. And then, and like, so he, he flipped out over that, and I flipped out probably even more. And then we were passing, we were walking on that skywalk. Cool yes. way to describe the passage to the hotel, and uh, and we saw uh, Boba Fett, who looked really great. And, uh, yeah, and and, I, and my daughter, she's seven, and I was like, I'm like teaching her all the intricacies of Star Wars lore. I was like, you see those braids on his shoulder? She's like, yeah. I'm like, you know what those are? You guys know what those are, right? Uh-oh. I was like, oh, that's what happens to bad little girls. So, so I'm not a really good father. But oh, now, hey now, hey. You know what? I, I'm going to jump to your defense. But that was fun for me. <laughs> that was amazing. Although to be she's fair, back, Anthony, she's laughing now, right? Exactly. We got a thumbs up. Oh, I, we did get a thumbs up. But I'll, I'll tell you what. To be fair, like we randomly ran into this guy. She, at she's Delta the happiest person in the room. <laughs> that we, Boba Fett film got canceled. <laughs> No, we ran into Anthony at Downtown Disney last night, just chilling. And I'm sorry, Anthony, you you were there with your family, so I didn't want to bother you that much. But I just wanted to like start pointing out, and I was like, because you your son was was you had uh, over the shoulders, and he was just bouncing along, having the greatest time. Like, oh, it's like it's like Yoda. It's oh, it's, it's like the best thing ever. He is Yoda sized. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent, excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Anthony Breskin. Thanks so much for coming. second I say that, I'm sure the audience is going to go nuts for the idea. So Bruce put this together, and we're going to have a little bit of fun here. Do we have anyone with Yoda gear on? I'm curious. Do we have anybody? Yes! Come forward, sir. You just got roped in. Come forward, sir. All right, do we have anyone else with Yoda? Yoda, Yoda. We need one more Yoda. Actually, you know what? Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm... You have no idea what you just got yourself into. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Uh, That's about what I thought. All right, first day, let's, let's uh, tell them what we're doing. I don't know what I got myself into either. So we're going to do Mad Libs. Anybody from here with Mad Libs? 
Yes. Okay, yes. so this, we got this little story, these little quotes from Yoda. And so we're going to need some adjectives, some nouns, some verbs. So let's start off with a few adjectives. If you can kind of make them Star Wars-y, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. But any words, so just shout out any adjectives like slowly or rocky. What's that? Scruffy. Scruffy. All right, there we go. Okay, we need another one, another adjective. All right. Nerf. 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 <laughs> Slimy. Slimy. All right, Slimy. good. Good. And another? <laughs> Sing it out. Half-witted. Half-witted. Uh, that was a joke. I won't say. One, one more. One more adjective. One more. First thing that comes to your mind. What? <laughs> that's that's not an adjective. What? That, that's not an adjective. Epic. Epic. Hey. All right. There we go. Good. Good. Okay. This now. is this is becoming more the English report. <laughs> After this, we'll be diagramming sentences. All right. Um, Students, you have to do better this time now. Do you know what nouns are? (laughs) Nerf herder. Nerf herder. Nerf herder. Number two. Jedi. Jedi. Everybody's in on this now. We know nouns. We've got them. Alderaan. Alderaan. Bethany, replace one. I don't care what it is. Replace one of the nouns. I'm just breaking in here with try No, no, no. All right, no. Okay, verbs. I heard flying, flying, and choking. That's a good one. That's a good Star Wars. Man, we are good at Star Wars verbs. Like, yeah. all right, so we got them all. We got them all. So now we have a story. So, but language for Bruce. I mean, like, this is how's this going? I, well, okay. somebody needs to read this, but oh. I don't know. My throat is getting a little tight. So can, can you find someone? Oh, you know who we need? We need we need ra- we need true radio professionalism. I like that idea. I, we need the one and only Scott freaking Rifford of my Star Wars story. Get up here, sir. Do I have to hold this stuff together? Is this, yeah, yeah. Is it, is this the Millennium Falcon I, of I've made, I've, set up? I've, made it, I've uh, made a few special modifications. I myself. see. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. This is it's going to go great, Scott. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> and, and, and what tone? So, no, no, like, you see, dude, you're a straight you're, announcer. Straight. Like, go for it. Straight. Should it be it's like got a trailer. Uh, I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm thinking trailer. trailer. All right. Trap trailer. Okay. My nerf herder is the force. And a scruffy ally it is. Life creates it. All right, I'm good, solid, good effort so far. Notes I'm, 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 I'm just gonna give a few notes, just a few I notes, just a few notes. notes. You're good. Okay. I, I, good, good. I really enjoying it, man. Okay. But but but, 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 but I'm thinking I'm thinking a getting, little little getting more someone to read something out, out, getting someone to read something out, out, and then talking over it yeah. is the most wryly planted oh. thing ever. <laughs> 
Finally, someone calls him out. <laughs> Alright, I'm thinking a little, little more go to all the way announcer. Seven. Okay, life creates it, makes it fighting. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Slimy beings we are, the half-witted side clouds everything. Impossible to slashing, the future is. The fear of loss is a Jedi to the dark side. <laughs> Wait, what? Attachment. Yeah, this is not really a stroke, everybody. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, this basically was Yoda in Return of the Jedi. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay, is, are these are these English characters here? <laughs> and, and in your very best, Yoda, sir. Attachment leads to jealousy. The Alderaan of Greek, that is. <laughs> Treat yourself to the gold everything. And last but not least, fear is the path to the epic side. <laughs> yeah! Yes! Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to fly. <laughs> I'm here just for Yup Nub played on the. <laughs> What was, the, what was the last line of that? I mean, uh, hate leads to fine. Yeah, is that the new tagline for United Airlines? Or... <laughs> hey! Alright, here's what we're gonna do. We got we gotta be serious now. We got Anthony Brett, like a real journalist. We gotta do that. Let's put it at the front of the show. We'll do some serious good discussion. Let's not get that this mad lips thing, I don't know about that. And it's like, oh I'm I'm cool to hang out. And I was like, oh god. <laughs> what gave you the impression that I was like so serious? <laughs> I was like, because a true professional, I was like, we can't just like make up random games around just like but we did. And that just happened, everybody. Like, uh, here's the thing, like, you, you're sort of take, you're sort of making it as like a compliment to Anthony. Yeah. But you're actually but... insulting everyone else. <laughs> These other people will put up with anything. We do, oh. we're here. That's true. Like uh, first and how have you? I was interviewing Ryan Johnson the other day. Lovely chap. I can't wait to tell Ryan all this. I'm this telling <laughs> my, my good friend Kathy is. Uh, wow. okay, no, no, uh, yeah, no. Oh, sorry, did I drop that? Yeah, yeah, no. I saw it. She was sporting the her universe uh, stuff too. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. Um, well, all right. So we have a couple minutes uh, before we before we jump to our end. So I actually do want to take just a second to uh, talk a little bit about the future of Star Wars animation. We have a future of Star Wars animation. I was kind of worried there. 
Um, but we are getting more Rebels. Uh, Anthony, let's, let's talk about it. This is the final season of Star Wars Rebels. Like, yes, for the end of Star Wars! Oh. <laughs> like, we actually do have, like, some people like, actually, there's lots more Freemaker adventures. Ooh, yeah! Steel's already called me out for the Twitter thing. I'm, can I call myself a Lego Star Wars kid? I remember that being like, the original. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I remember the original one coming out around the bench of the Sith, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Do, do you remember when we would play this, and if we were in good moods, we would work great together as a team, like Obi-Wan um, and Qui-Gon. And then when we were mad at each other, we would like, kill each other. A perpetual like, cycle of like Lego pieces. Yes. <laughs> And like, coins go everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing. Uh, Star Wars Rebels, Anthony. Uh, sorry, we're terrible about this. No, but it is the final season, but I'm hearing, this is another thing, like, I'm hearing things, not like I've had the chance to actually look up uh, what's being talked about, but it's more serialized, and we're getting a more through storyline to, to the finale of the final season. When you say it's more serialized, you mean just like like each episode relates to the other? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, I think so. That's usually how when they wrap up a, a series, they've got 15 episodes to sort of tell the story that they yeah. need to tell here. But um, what I find interesting is that these characters are now living beyond Rebels. You've got Sabine Wren in this Forces of Destiny. Anthony, of course, have you guys seen that? About the, they're, they're focusing on the female heroes with this Forces of Destiny. And, uh, and Hera Syndulla. Got General Sindula got name dropped in Rogue One, and now we're going to get, we'll actually see her in Forces of yes. Destiny in a short set on Endor where she's interacting with Leia and Han. Wow. Oh my god. Have you seen the figures they've made for that? Yeah. So they're, yes. like, they're sort of like adult size. What? And they're kind of like like a doll size with sort of a little bit exaggerated sized heads. But there's a wicket and it's a plastic one, but then it's got it's peached. They've got this peach thing, so it's, it's plastic, but it's got a fur like thing around it. And I was just like, wicket. That's, <laughs> a That's amazing. Yeah, so so these characters now are living, they, they, it's not like these characters will end, they'll become parts of other stories. Yeah. So, um, and I think, and I know Dave Filoni is working on a new show, so uh, we'll see what that is probably in a couple of years. But I think it's to the story's benefit. Like, like when you take like a series like Lost, when they didn't have that end like date, like it, it treaded water for a little bit. And I think it's good. I always worry that these like, Things that fill in between movies and stuff, they, they, they fill in too much, to, like they cram too much into shorter time. So I, I kind of like now that they've got those 15 episodes, let's rev up to Rogue One and like make yeah. it count. Definitely. I, I'm so excited. I, I, the second I, I, it feels weird to say in some ways, but the second I was like, oh, this is the final season, I immediately was like, yes, because I think this really gives us a chance to have Dave Filoni end an animated series properly. That would be nice. What would you, what? What would, if, let's 
let's say he's doing a new series. He is doing a new series, but we don't know what that is. But what era would you like to see him explore with the series? Ooh. Ooh. Bruce? I want to see right before uh, Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't know about era. All I want to see is Mark Hamill voicing. Yes. Yeah. He's got 30 years in between Return yes. of the Jedi and, yep. uh, and The Force Awakens. I would love to see the further adventures of Luke and Han. Yes. Yes. I, I would yes. like definitely that, but just in general, a story that doesn't rev up to something. So it's, it's, it's free to... They're not binded by this person has to be here, here, and yeah. there, and they can just like sort of tell a story without those handcuffs of, you know, like everyone sort of, you know, it's like a death yeah. watch, of, watch of like who's going to die before to fit in with the story, and it would be nice if it was, uh, you know, that thirty year in that time where they could like have characters sort of go do their own thing and they're not, they don't have to fit in, like they don't have to like yeah. fit in the pieces. I, I want to see something that actually. Mm. That would be mm. well. That could be it. that could be the the story of after Return of the Jedi because uh, I think it's in aftermath. She's pregnant with him, right? Yeah. In the latest aftermath book. Yeah, she she has him in Empire's that Empire. That would be amazing. Uh, wow. So you know, seeing him grow up, and, I mean, that would still be connecting with something in the future. But I would love to see that those those characters again. And I think really that as excited as fans are for Rebels and. Is best invested in those characters as they are. Whenever there's like a hint of Luke Skywalker or Obi Wan, that uh, interest level yeah. jumps for people who are not necessarily into not following levels. Those folks come in, so I think there's an audience for that. Those core original characters. But if you want like more pilot adventures, you can do what I do. I just like edit in the Lucasfilm logo at the end of every episode of Girls. <laughs> 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 I mean, I would watch that show if it were the Star Wars version of Girl. <laughs> that would be awesome. I, you know, I, you, you, man, now my brain is, turn, is, is, is turning. I would love, love, love to see a legacy era, like Kate Skywalker style story. Maybe not with him specifically, but the idea of moving far to the future or far to the past. It's things that have been done very well in comics and video games but a really proper serialized story on television. I would love to see that hour television show. I'm evidently the only one. <laughs> Everybody's like, everyone's like, ooh, that is interesting, or like, oh, guys. We were trying to figure out if you were serious or like. <laughs> I'm never sarcastic, sir. I take, I take great umbrage to you. No, it's the, the, the idea of the future of Star Wars beyond his films and televisions, like, we know they're, they're going to do a live-action series eventually. We have more comics coming. I don't know how we, how we keep it up. Uh, the real question is, Steel, now that Star Wars is back... <laughs> Star Wars is back. <laughs> it's funny that unironically worked. Uh, the, the, Steel, I feel like... Well, no. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be serious for just a second. The idea of the future of the franchise, besides television and film, what are you most looking forward to? Especially if you've seen stuff here at uh, Celebration. Aside from the films? Yes. Oh, wow. I, I don't know. Like, all, all I ever wanted from... And, and I might not get it, and I'm going to have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that will teach me that life has disappointments. But all I want to see in Star Wars... You can do whatever you want. You can have 
your Marvel crossover, you can have like the X-Men in there, whatever you want later on. <laughs> I just want to see Luke Skywalker ignite the green. That's all I want to yes. see. That's, that's my... Like, I, I, I sort of, I'm always trying to impress, like, six-year-old me. Like, I try to do things that he would think were cool. And he desperately wants to see that. Like, yes. desperately. There are some very specific moments. I, I, there's such an opportunity with Luke Skywalker to, as he maybe transcends what the, the dogma of the Jedi, maybe that grain of truth that Palpatine was speaking to in Revenge of the Sith, Maybe that will unleash the Force in some ways that we haven't seen before. Because I think, like, I remember when the Force Unleashed came out, and I know that was pretty over the top, but man, like, 17-year-old Riley was like, that's a Force male strong, and you're just like, and the Stormtroopers, and I was like, that's so cool. But I would love to see that in the future. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any, like, wish lists, Bruce? No, I don't. (laughs) No. The only thing I want to say about what you're talking about is that I'm just glad that after 40 years, Star Wars is stronger than ever. It was not a franchise like that. Amen. Amen. When I was a kid, I was like so afraid that when I got older, people would laugh and go, oh yeah, Star Wars, that thing from way back when. And yeah, like, yeah. It's like, it's so real today. Although, could it be a little smaller in the Q line, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am regretting that. <laughs> That's just a little bit? Just a little bit. Man, uh, no, it's been an amazing, amazing... Um, time. Uh, everyone, I want to go down the line. Tell, tell people where to find you and uh, what you do on the old internet. We'll start with you, Anthony. Uh, you can find me, my writing at EW.com and in the magazine Entertainment Weekly. I'm on Twitter under my last name, at Bresnican. And that's the Bres. It. That's it. Uh, you can find me at Steel Wars on Twitter and all the social media. It's S-T-E-E-L-E Wars. And I do a podcast called Steel Wars. Uh, Riley's been on it. Anthony's been on it a couple times. Listen to that interview. Listen to the interview, these two. It, it puts anything we do to shame, I'll be honest. It's a great look at the behind the scenes of what creating a Star Wars movie is. Very kind. And uh, next week, uh, there'll be a podcast out with uh, interviews with like Ryan Johnson, Kathleen Kennedy, Daisy Ridley, and, and all the cast. So it's really exciting. Nice. Nice. Bethany? Alright, so I do stuff with the Star Wars Report as well, so you can do it at Star Wars Report, StarWarsReport.com. You can find me personally at Bethany L. Blanton on Twitter. You can find me reading Entertainment Weekly and listening to Steel Wars. (laughs) I'm also on the Star Wars Report as executive producer, and you can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. Ladies and gentlemen, put it together for us. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. If anyone didn't get uh, the stickers or the wallies, just come see me and I'll hook you up. Yes, yes. All right. Also, you think we're done, but we're not. You think we're like, hey, why is he ending like eight minutes early? Uh, Well, that's because he's not. Uh, You know, I did want to, I kind of talked about this on the podcast. This is more comfortable. Hey, how are we doing? Everybody good? Everybody feeling good? Yeah? We're on that downhill slide of celebration. Right, you were, literally everybody stick around, and we're all going to get in like a giant choo choo train to the closing ceremonies after this, uh, and it's going to be amazing. But I did want to close with a brief comment because it's like having as much as, as me and Steel are giving each other crap, and probably ruining our friendship for forever. Uh, but I love these guys. Like people are here seriously. You guys are the best. Um, but I, specific, there's something that I wanted to part ways on, and that is the idea of. 
what Star Wars has been and what brought us together in this room because it's not just the story. It's the idea of, I was, I was joking about my, my inner cynic and cynicism, but it's not just about fighting that inner cynic. It, it sort of reminds me of, of I think, what, what's brought people together in this room is, is what George did in 1977, and that is the idea of a, a simple story at a time when people just aren't feeling that good. And I, and I kind of get that sense a lot of times. And I absolutely love what Star Wars has done for me uh, and what Star Wars has done for all of the friends that I've made because of that. And that is what makes it great. It's, that is why I love Celebration. Um, because when it comes down to it, what we can connect with our friendships that we make, uh, Star Wars is hope. Star Wars is about redemption. It's about the idea of uh, saving someone who you thought couldn't be saved and actually looking out for each other. And not giving up. Uh, and whether that comes down to personal friendships or relationships or just the community at large and what we've built here, there's always, I mean, there's always stuff that's going on. Um, and sometimes, like, even in the podcast world or in, in the community and stuff, there's stuff that happens that you just feel like, oh, I don't know. But then if you return to just what that original story told us, which is that if you're a farm boy, you can go, you have a shot. You can take a shot to go change somebody's life. And, and that's exactly what Star Wars has done. Uh, a farm boy, if you, actually, here we go. A farm boy, if you will, that it, with dust in his eyes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, all right, who here is familiar with High Adventure and, and our theme song, Farm Boy? Yes, yes. I love this song so much because it, it distills the simplicity of the saga. And I can't, I, you know, as much as I'm just like standing here waxing eloquent or trying to, uh, about what, what it's meant for me and, and what it's meant for all of you guys. Um, I think that we, I can't think of a better way to end this program than actually have them sing it. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for High Adventure and Farm Boy.
Thank you.